0: Greetings. You're listening to the Bonnie Boat Sailing Podcast. My name is Chris Smith. Whether you're a grizzled old salt pining for the days of wire rope halyards or a greenhorn wondering what the hell a dolphin striker is, this is the podcast that seeks to fill the need for everybody's third most favorite pastime, that is, talking about sailing. Greetings, sailors. Welcome to this month's episode of the Bonnie Boat Sailing Podcast. Today, I have for you an interview with sailor and autopilot guru Sean Depany. Sean has sailed his engineless Bristol 27 Alexandra all over the world for the past eight years or so. He left from the west coast of the U.S., sailed across the Pacific, the Indian Ocean, the Atlantic, uh, with many landfalls along the way uh, the Cook Islands, New Zealand, Indonesia. Rodriguez in Mauritius, South Africa, Ascension, the Caribbean. Uh, so needless to say, to do all that aboard a 27-foot engineless sailboat uh, puts him among the saltiest of sailors, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and he's also the brains behind PyPilot, Pi which is an open-source software for autopilots. Uh, and we start off the interview uh, talking about some of the details of how to install one of the autopilots uh, in a variety of settings. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, uh, you can find it online at pypilot.org. That's P-Y-P-I-L-O-T.org. org. Uh, and there's an active forum and all kinds of stuff over there uh, about, about installing uh, autopilots. Now, the sound quality of this episode is not quite up to the usual standard, uh, which is certainly a disservice to Sean. Uh, however, I twiddled many a knob and a fader, uh, and I think you can hear everything just fine. Uh, and it's kind of a funny story as to why that is the case. Uh, So I met Sean through Emily Greenberg of the blog Dinghy Dreams, whom some of you may recognize as a former guest on the pod, Uh, and she actually chimes in on this episode a few times. Uh, So Emily and Sean are fixing up Emily's new boat in Deltaville, Virginia, and I sailed over one day to say hi and deliver some uh, bronze stock for the new chain plates that they're putting in, Uh, and I didn't bring the dinghy along, so I was borrowing Emily's dinghy called Loner, uh, to ferry stuff back and forth between the the boats, uh, and I would describe Loner as sort of like a, an ill-tempered surfboard with gunnels, no offense to Emily or the craft in question intended, uh, at any rate, uh, so I'm ferrying some stuff back and forth, and, and Sean says to me, he's like, you know, you can paddle that, like a stand-up paddleboard if you want, uh, and in hindsight, I'm not sure if he was messing with me or not, um, so I paddle over, um, paddle back over to Firefly, I'm standing up, everything goes fine, I load up my little handheld recorder and some delicious gas station fried chicken into my satchel, and I start paddling back, and immediately, Loner takes off, I I sit down violently, scoop a whole boat's worth of water into the dinghy over the transom, and uh, barely manage to keep the whole boat slash surfboard from flipping over, Uh, and I swamped both my chicken and my audio recorder in the process, so... That's a long story to say that uh, this interview was done in situ with an iPhone. And then after the fact, I realized that my phone case is messing with the mic on the phone. I had a bunch of people complaining they couldn't hear me over the phone. Essentially, you have a myriad of these little errors and inattention to detail on my part, adding up to almost stymie the process. Uh, we have persevered, though. Anyways, without further rambling on my part, uh, here's Chandapanye, uh, sailor. Autopilot designer and all-around interesting guy.
1: Why don't you start, maybe tell us about Pi Pilot a little bit. Okay, it's a free software autopilot, and uh, I couldn't find any autopilots that were that I had the source code to that could hack them and be able to play around with them. And uh I think that's kind of important because otherwise, like, if you want an autopilot, you have to get one that you don't really have the control over it and don't know what it might do. And you have no ability to, like, improve it or modify it or anything. So it seemed like there was a... Something missing. So
0: cool. Yeah, started writing that. Yeah. Well, so what was the uh, what was the process like? I mean, did, did that like kind of like strike you one day? Like I'm gonna build an autopilot.
1: Or I guess I wanted to for a long time, but I kept thinking, well, someone else is gonna write one. Someone else will do it because there's a lot of other projects that people have done. Mm-hmm different things but no one that I know ever made an autopilot and the, the few people that there's a few that did but they were either like really simple hacks that don't really work all that well or they I mean they just it's just a basic it might work but it's it's limited and then there's other people that have made better autopilots but they won't tell anyone like they won't share their design or whatever. Yeah. So you yeah. don't have any possibility to collaborate with people around the world to like make it better. You were telling me you can you've hooked it up with like windshield wiper motors, mm-hmm. you hooked it up yeah. to uh, drill motors, is that right? Like a yeah, gear? Like drill motor. That's a usually they're planetary gears planet. Too. I don't actually know what that is. It's like where there's like a, there's a gear in the center and there's like gears around it that are the planets. And then outside of that, there's like a ring that goes on the very outside. Okay. It They tend to be the most compact and efficient gear boxes. Really? Okay. Yeah. But there's always trade-offs. So. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So can you, with, with PyPilot, can you kind of hook it up to anything or does that do you need to kind of tweak the program itself to what, how well, you're... Well, there's all the different
1: account. components. So, like, as I have it now, what you can download, you don't actually have to tweak the pr- program to make it work in autopilot. But if you wanted to make it do, like, someone wanted to make a client Uh, a separate Raspberry connect over Wi-Fi to it to act as like a new type of control head for it, then that requires like a little bit of changing a few things to do that.
0: And that would be so if you wanted to be able to control it from somewhere else on the boat? Yeah, you wanted to
1: have like two different places you could control it instead of one, so that was just like something that I didn't really, but it's easy to do it, but it's like takes a few changes. It used to be like, depending on how you set the wireless network of Change though, but I don't know. There's a lot of things you can change if you want to tweak the code. Yeah. If you, if that's your kind of. Cool. But just okay. to get a working autopilot, you don't really have to. Cool. Cool.
2: And then also, sorry, can I jump in? For, mm-hmm. Isn't it not just about having free software, but that is an affordable working autopilot? So people who are not coders.
1: Can also benefit from. Well, and, and also that you can use it's it's like modular components, so you can just use parts that you might already have from like an older autopilot. You right. might be able to reuse the. Right, or, right. So, like the actual tiller pilot itself,
2: like an old broken one, you could just connect those as wires. As long as
1: the motor is yeah. and, and usually, the motor and the drive does work. A lot of times, the electronics get wet or something burn sure out. Bad. It hmm. depends, but um, yeah, in that case... And also it's better because it uses gyros, so it actually works a lot better. Than the windshield wiper motor. Or so than uh, then like an old Tiller Pilot. The okay. windshield wiper motor... Oh, oh, the, oh, I see, I see, yeah. Yeah, the wiper motor works pretty well. It's actually a worm gear, but they're they're reasonably efficient because the the old Tiller pilots have a lot of friction in the seal mm-hmm. of that linear shaft going in and out.
3: Yeah. Whereas yeah. A,
1: a seal that's rotational doesn't have nearly as much friction. Huh. And it's a huge amount of energy loss. And also the old Tiller pilots have this thing called a lead screw, which is just like a threaded rod through a brass uh, nut, and it, it's a lot of friction. The better ones have recirculating balls that go around the threads and like weight Those are pretty good. And the windshield wiper motor, even though it's a worm gear and everything, it's got such a high pitch you can even back drive it that it's actually pr- they're pretty efficient and they never burn out and they they're not worth anything in, in the junkyard because no one ever needs them for spare parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how much could you build like a working autopilot for? Well, so how would you sell? So I'm selling. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's like so. If someone wants to buy one, and then you put can it together. also build it. Like I don't keep a secret design. People that's make right. it from what from all the little components. Sure, but I I, I suspect. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I don't know
0: anything. But, like coding is way way beyond my pay grade. But I have like a
1: shop where I have like. So like I have like an autopilot computer, right? So you can buy the brain for like a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then I have like a, a motor controller for like eighty that plugs into that. And then and you then, could go get go a the scrap. I have a bigger motor controller for like hydraulic pumps. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, and then from there you could go to a scrapyard and get a a wiper motor and hook it to that controller and rig cool. something up. Or but whatever. you're
2: you're gonna in the future have the whole package.
1: You're hoping. Yeah, I'm looking at that with like three, making a a linear uh, actuator as they call, but it's a little bit. There's a lot of details with that, and every boat you almost want like slightly different sizes. Whereas the same, I only have two different motor controllers, and that basically the the big and the small one basically handles almost all the cruising boats. Huh. Yeah. So the linear actuator, there's like a lot of different variations on this it's more right, variations right. and then the band if it's a wheel drive or if it's right, 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 a tiller right. bulb deck below deck and then whether you care how much noise it makes <laughs> or if you care how efficient it is yeah, yeah, or yeah. how long it's gonna last for, uh, with corrosion. so there's a lot of variations it's yeah, I mean, ultimately, you want, like, a silent, brushless motor that can move really fast, and but it's really efficient at all different speeds. And, yeah. And to do that, it's a little bit, uh, it's just a big project to figure it out. So. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. So now, uh, and you've tested this thing quite big. bit, so t- tell us about some of the, uh, the sailing you've done, I guess, specifically with Pipilot Pilot, but then... Okay, you don't, you don't like sailing, well, so. yeah, so I didn't really have it working until I got to the Virgin Islands, uh-huh. and then from there I sailed to Charleston, and I was using the the Pipe Pilot maybe like half of the time because it, the, it was crashing, and I was fixing stuff. So. but then more and more I was using it more and more, and then I sailed up to Maine, and, cool. and sailed down, and, and up and down the East Coast a few times, and mostly it's not having any problems although right now there's some bug when you try to tack that it's you've got all these tacking settings mm-hmm. how fast it tacks, how far of the angle when to stop tacking and go back to holding the new course yeah. so that doesn't overshoot and then there's like other delays so you might want to hit the tag button and then sc- step outside and work on the sheet so there's like there's five or six different parameters just for tacking, and that's kind of depending on the boat's
3: speed. It
1: needs to like actually yeah. work differently. So, so there's definitely problems with that. The tacking support isn't real good. I might have have separate parameters for jiving. and that, so it's an ongoing um, project. Cool. And there's a lot. Of, there's all kinds of ways that it could be better in the future. Yeah. So. That's cool though. Yeah. So what about uh? So it
2: has sailed across the oceans, so just not on Sean's boat. But i right. got, like steered.
1: The, yeah, the Dutch I, I boat. sold it to some guy a month ago, and he sailed from I think it was like Japan to Okinawa or something like
3: that.
1: I don't okay. know. He also, went like 500 miles. Yeah. People also, sailed around New Zealand with it. Okay. Well. And didn't
2: Martin sail across the Atlantic with it? Yeah, but
1: he had a problem with it in the rough waves. But that's because that's normal. Well, um, he he had old software, and it got, the compass got messed up, and he didn't know he had the compass calibration locked, so that it couldn't recalibrate itself. Well, and he's on a steel have, boat, and yeah. so I showed him how to to work with that. So, but he said it still works perfect in flat water, but that's kind of annoying. There. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's a work in progress. So, what about let's let's talk about. Uh, so you, you left on your trip from uh, east or west coast of the U.S. Yeah. Um, what's what was the, kind of the route you took? Uh, so I went to the Southern California from San Francisco to uh, around there's some islands there, and I went to Mexico and to the Sea of Cortez, and then from there I went across to the Pacific to like. Cook Islands and Samoa. So where did you cross from? uh so Mexico to Marquesas. Cook Islands. Cook Islands. That's
0: is that Southern
1: Hemisphere? Is that south? Yes. Okay. Yes. What time of year did you do that? Uh, it was like May June. Okay. How long? How long was the trip for that? Uh, it was more. It was like between one and two months. It was a lot of days. So did yeah. you have And did you have a motor in the boat at that point? No. Oh, well, actually, I had an electric motor at that time. It was like a trolling. It was like so, a trolling. So part, you were you were, were went two knots. So did you have to did weird. you have to cross the it the inter, uh, the tropical mm-hmm. convergence? Yeah. So how long did that take? That I mean that was like sort of like three days okay, where so the because it moves around. Yeah, you can kind of get stuck for a while until it shifts, okay. and then you're out, and then you're back in training. Okay, long. but then it can come back. You can actually like hit it twice and get <laughs> <you're> unlogged. <on lobby, laughs>
3: <laughs> or you might not hit
1: it at all if you're lucky. Yeah. Or it it'll only for a few hours. It's just, but but both today are a lot better off because you, you can go so much closer to the wind in light winds. That's the key to getting through that zone is being able to be in light winds because the wind all sucks you in toward it. Right. Whereas like the iron right, so ship I out could imagine it. could get stuck there for a lot longer. Yeah. I yeah. got gotcha. you. Like an old sandwich. Yeah, that it would explain why they could get stuck for like weeks, whereas we'd get through in a few days because we can actually go three knots yeah, in in, in those conditions. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah.
0: So when you left that trip, I mean, how, did you feel prepared for that?
1: As, as prepared as I could. Yeah. <laughs> in hindsight, do you think you were prepared? Um... Mostly. I guess it could have had I could done better, but I didn't know any better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Would you do it differently now? Yeah. What would you do differently? Um uh,
0: different boat. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so you make it over to the to the uh Cook Islands. What I mean that's that's been one of the things I've you know, when I was a kid I was
1: dreaming about that. And what what's there's it like? only like a few islands, there's not that many.
3: I mean, did you do like
1: do a lot of fishing down there? I mean, what kind of... I did quite a bit when I got to this island there because it was very easy to catch fish there. Yeah. It was very... Like, within maybe 10, 20 seconds, you could catch a pretty big fish <laughs> every time. Wow. But that was because that reef was not allowed for commercial yeah. fishing at all. So, yeah. And they only even allowed you to fish in one area, but even then, it was it was it was like Ascension Island where the, where the fish, there was just thousands and thousands yeah. of huge fish everywhere. That's amazing, yeah, really cool. Um, I read that you uh, consider a squid lure uh, necessary equipment. Oh, you catch a lot I, of squid. I did catch quite a few squid. Well, how, how do you how do you do that with a squid lure? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's it what's involved? What's, is that like a nighttime? I assume. Usually yeah, uh, right right after the sunset, it's oh. the best time. Or it could be right at first light. Or if there was a full moon. You want like a little bit of light, like, okay, not too much. And the lure tends to glow if you, you leave it out in the sun and it like charges it somehow. Okay, like, it's then, like glows it up, I like, okay. think. Yeah. That's cool. And
2: then how then what happens? How does it work?
1: Then the the squid gets hooked on it and you pull it off. Oh my gosh, what's the
2: biggest squid we've got?
1: I mean their tentacles are like a few feet long, but the body could be like the eyes would be like as big as my eyes, I guess. Oh, Which my! So good yeah. So how many how many squid would you catch at a go? You could you can catch a couple of those in a knife. Yeah. Is that so that was a pretty easy way to put a little bit? But I just put one lure at a time. Yeah. I wasn't totally crazy. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So did this did you like look the squid in the
2: eye? Uh,
1: they're pretty smart. I felt pretty I felt yeah, pretty Yeah, did they Sad, you know. Sometimes they're pretty intelligent. So. Did
2: they try and suction you. Yeah,
1: they have like these little suckers on their tentacles. They wrap around. I've had it with octopus, too. When I was in New Zealand in the Bay of Islands, I was like waiting out to like clean my boat, and this big octopus that had like three foot long arms came up to me and started wrapping wow. it, and suckers around That's my. That's wild. Like I was like, woo! <laughs> it felt weird. It was pretty crazy. It's that was scary. Wild. Yeah
3: because
1: <laughs> oh, they have like a beak yeah yeah I would bite. be a little worried oh. about a bite like, I've, I've heard people hear say that is. you're supposed to like that they're delicious to eat or something I don't know when I was in Tonga they would on the reef with a stick and it would like Giggle. work them out, yeah. out of their hole yeah.
2: that's yeah.
1: and it was but,
2: like hold on I, yeah mm-hmm. cool.
1: so they're smart but they're not that smart well they don't they're they they can't, they don't, they don't have a choice. They're backed into a hole with a stick <laughs> being jammed in there. They can't, they have to come out.
2: <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> You're right.
1: So, so you got, so tell us about uh, your boat. What's the, what's the name of your boat, actually? Alexandra.
0: Alexandra. So, 27 foot out of uh, Bristol. Oh. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I mean... Probably not the boat most people would think to go off
1: crossing oceans on, but I don't know. It's on the list of like all the boats that people choose. Pretty solid. What are, you, what are you thinking about? It's all right. Yeah, I don't know. It's been it's been a pretty good boat. Yeah. I don't know. What about heavy weather and what kind of uh, how do you deal with heavy weather? Um, just uh, they say you just like pray or <laughs> <laughs> just like close everything and go inside and pray. So easy. I don't know, I'll try to just i I tend to run off the wind uh-huh. because it decreases like the relative wind speed, mm-hmm. yeah, so as long as you have the the space to do it, but yeah at some point yeah it's it it's still dangerous, yeah,
3: what's the biggest sea saw?
1: <laughs> like I don't know, probably like this mast height big enough they were they were breaking over the boom, so should pretty big. What um? So do you have any way? I mean, do you have any way to slow the Like, do you carry drugs or anything like that? I that uh, yeah, drugs. do have you ever used any? More? I didn't. I should have used them a few times, but I didn't want to because I thought, oh well, it will calm down, uh-huh. and then maybe it got stronger. But I gotcha. Yeah, once you put them out, it's a big thing. You have to read it right. Yeah. Very, yeah. It has to be really strong. Yeah. And I have all that, but then eventually, yeah, because. It's hard to pull maggie in again when you're done with it. Yeah. So you never quite, you never quite uh, could, I should have, though, because yeah. if I, because I had breaking waves uh, shatter the solar valve. For, maybe it could have been prevented by it. Where, uh, where was that? That was out in uh, between Fiji and New Zealand. Was there like a current, oh, was there some current happening? Oh, what's
2: happening that? what's the name of that, the Tasman Sea?
1: No, oh. that's on the other side of New Zealand. Oh,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the South Pacific. South of Heat, I guess. So was it? giving mean, was there like some current wind against current action, or was it just it was a big just, system? It was just big low pressure, yeah. and then there were waves coming from two different directions. Gotcha. Yeah. And so you were running off, and when the when, when the when the as the wind cocked around, you had the the boat would get knocked some, sideways. Usually not; it would go a long time and be fine. But yeah. sometimes you get knocked sideways, and then if a breaking wave hit right on the side, it was. It was making the whole boat flex and like breaking the wood inside of yeah. her. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty,
3: that's pretty Holy shit. You
1: should have just drove at that one. Yeah. Probably. probably. What, uh, were you using it? What were you using? Were you getting weather information at all? Yeah, there? yeah. Like weather facts. Single size. down. Okay, cool. And so you hooked that up to, uh, like a, a laptop or? Yeah. But it doesn't work in any time. South Africa doesn't, doesn't broadcast. They used to, but they Gotcha. So is that so the Indian Ocean? How long of the passage is that? I mean, did you stop anywhere? So You were? Were you from Australia or no? From Indonesia. Indo- Indonesia. Okay. Yeah, there's there's quite a few islands. Although there's a, there's a pretty good stretch that's like probably three thousand miles. Wow. Know, maybe it's only two thousand. That there's no islands, so you have to go pretty good and I didn't stop everywhere as well, so okay. yeah, pretty far did you stop where so where did you stop in the Indian Ocean? uh, I sailed past Christmas Island, and the Australians like all came out and had to like check me, even though I wasn't stopping. I was just sailing past uh-huh. Island just. is that I what came they, within fifteen miles, and of? they have is is that where they have like the people who try to get into the country? Or something? Is it's no, s- no, I don't think so. Okay. They, they gave you water, right? But then I told them that I needed water, and they asked how much, and I said like ten liters, which isn't that much. It's only like yes. it's like less so than 3 gallons. Gallon. Yeah. And they brought me all these bottled waters in these little tiny bottles, like a, like they gave. <laughs> no, it was like it was like twenty of them, and they were all ha They were all five hundred milliliters. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it worked that's what they had yeah. that is actually nice yeah, I just wanted to make sure I had and then because I didn't know if it was going to rain but then it did rain like the last week of the passage so I did have water but,
2: how many could that how
1: 3 liters how or 22 liters how long could that last 10 liters that was only I only asked for 10 more liters so oh. i have
2: more than
1: how enough. much did you have probably so had like at 40 or something okay so what was your landfall? Oh, uh, Rodriguez oh, cool. Island. Yeah. What do you think of that? That, that was interesting. Today. I like that island. Really nice. What? Um. So you travel. I mean, you've done. You've traveled pretty widely. What do you think? Is there anything you take away, kind of generally, from from visiting all these disparate places? Um. I guess it's probably hard to say. Any one thing, but what, yeah. jump, what jumps out at you? <laughs> <laughs> um. I just I felt like some of the people in these remote places don't really have an understanding of like what's going on. They they don't have a concept of what it's like in a, in the rest of the world. Uh-huh. So it's they, they're nice, but it's almost like traveling back in time or something. They're like yeah. they're like thirty years behind in certain ways. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Uh, it's it's nice, you know. A lot of the remote islands can be really nice, especially if they're not really like heavily populated. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're all different. They're they're unique because they're islands, so they have yeah bigger differences that way. Um. So you you travel in a I guess a fairly minimalist way. Would you would you uh, would you say that? I don't know. I don't always really say that. Fair enough. But so I guess uh, but the question is: Do you do you think travel has traveling the way you have, um, having had these experiences, does it kind of like reaffirm your desire to do what you're doing?
2: So you know at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, people get kind of stuck in it; like they don't know how to do anything else. Yeah, I, I like traveling, yeah. and it's interesting to go different places I, rather than just stay in one. I don't know of one place that's, like, better than all the others. Yeah. It's nice to just go to different places. You don't think um, this is the best place? Don't? Right here? No. <laughs> oh, come on. It's not, it's not that good. What, um, right. what do you, uh, in terms of, uh, let's say, let's say the East Coast, where's a good, what's some places you enjoy the East Coast? Um. Some of the islands in Maine were pretty interesting. Yeah. And, like North Carolina, I guess, was all right. There's all the sounds and like lots of towns that are really friendly people there. Yeah, I really liked it down there for sure. It's cool. And then by the time I get yeah, and then where else is good? You can anchor next to the Statue of Liberty. That's kind of fun. That's neat. Yeah. Um, and like Cape Cod, I guess, is all right too. But some places are definitely more annoying than others. But it's <laughs> it's a lot better than the West Coast. That, that uh, they didn't have they had so many rules and restrictions yeah. and like special permits to anchor, and they're all limited on like how what, you could only anchor on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and then you weren't allowed to anchor anywhere. And yeah. I, I don't know. So in that way, it's better. But I, I haven't been to Florida. I don't know what it's like. Pretty goofy. Yeah, no <laughs> so what? What about? I mean, is it is it kind of the travel aspect, or is it the sailing aspect, or is it kind of a kind of a mixture of the two that you enjoy? Uh, I think sailing's really good and underutilized. Like, as far as like a sail power, like it's not really used as much as it could be. And it has the potential to like power all kinds of things. It's like all pretty much all the shipping could be done that way. A lot of what they ship, it's not really important how long it takes to get there. And and even then, the sailing ships went faster than the than the cargo ships go now, just on depending on the routes yeah. if they took. But I think it's like a good way to actually get places. And it always ha It's been around for a long time. Like this country is founded from sales power for real life. So I think that's, it's just a nice way to be able to travel, I guess. It's And it's not costing anything. It doesn't cost really cost you anything when your sales are either for free or just like $20 or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely, that's one thing I think about that a fair amount, just like how, uh, it is, the act of sailing kind of connects you. To, it's a, it's
0: an old thing. Like this, you know, it goes way back, and it's this kind of that nautical war that that uh, that goes goes way back. It's pretty uh, it's pretty cool. So and so you, you <laughs>
1: like this? <laughs>
2: What's that song? Oh my god! It was like <laughs> the roll, Alabama roll. Destroy
3: the commerce of the North, <laughs> roll Alabama. You remember? Yeah. Okay, the Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, I, I figured that much. Literally,
1: right. their song line is like
2: "Destroy the That's right.
1: commerce." Right. Because of they, they actually the sailed North. around the world <laughs> to During get around the to... Civil War, and they like sunk every. Northern ships, they sucked like six, or, or took hostage, sixty-five, six northern ships before they finally met their fate. In France, oh yeah, and all the British yachters came out to
0: watch the battle. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: it's
2: on YouTube. <laughs> that's,
1: that's
0: crazy. You guys, you guys sound—they're going to sound like uh, some kind of you know, South of Rice again here. You're talking about no. the CSS Alabama. Oh mm-hmm. no, yeah, We, we hate the comparison. but they were sinking
1: whalers, so they weren't that. Bad. Yeah, so it's not—it doesn't really count.
3: <laughs> so, uh, so you've sailed. So, have you sailed engineless more or less the whole time?
1: Yeah.
3: Um is that, was that, I assume that so that's kind of a conscious decision, opposed to
1: uh, having a boat that just didn't have a working motor. Right. Um, why? Um, I never really wanted to use uh, the motor. I don't know. If they have their, they have a lot of problems. There's a lot of things that are wrong with them. They're bad about them. Why? There's all kinds of things in the world. You know, we could have nuclear powered cars, yeah, and they, you wouldn't have to refill them for the, Your whole life, you could just keep driving, or so. just or just make electric good, is I, with it. <laughs> make that electric? a good idea? Like, yeah. Yeah. so I think maybe having engines and sailboats that can actually just sail everywhere is maybe not a good idea.
0: Yeah. I, I had, I, I had a similar thought. I was thinking about like, you know, you think about a car and how just freaking complicated, the, like the systems are. It, like it's so yeah. complicated. And just like you know, electric motor is is pretty simple. And like it's going to be like in a hundred years, hopefully. The part. Yeah, there's not much to him. Like yeah. people are going to look back and be like. Look at, like,
1: everyone was driving around with these, like, crazy, complicated pieces of equipment. You know, it's just like... Well, and then mo- almost all of the energy is just turned into heat before it even does anything. I mean, it's most of the energy comes out of heat. Really? In, a, in an From internal the, combustion engine? Yeah. There, I mean, I guess there's some in laboratories that are, like, 60% efficient. Uh. Generally, they're, like, 20 to yeah. maybe 30%, yeah. if you're lucky. And then there's all the other friction. And tires aren't very really efficient, so by the time you're done, it's like, I mean, how many hundred horse? what is it, 60 horsepower in a car or something? I don't know. I can you imagine 60 horses pulling a car? <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't need that many. They yeah. could just use, like, four horses, and yeah. it was enough. So, I mean, that's the other thing, is if we really need to go at the speed that people drive, it's, quite, it's pretty questionable, like, uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, I mean, obviously, commerce and all that is built on trucking, pretty much. But, uh, but it's not really important that if it takes an extra day to get somewhere, you're yeah. shipping cans or something. Yeah, they don't need to be going sixty miles an hour. They they have trains that are going like ten miles an hour or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's it'll kind be efficient, really. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the electric motors and and all that. Yeah, it it I would, maybe we'll put one in this, but I don't know. It's yeah. I guess it's hard to see. So I know. I mean, it's like. I guess it depends on what you would want it to do. I mean, for motor, I guess for motoring in and out of a place like this, it'd probably be nice. If we, you could, yeah. although we just sailed in. Yeah, yeah, you guys do. You know, we so don't have to use find. the motor, but yeah. And yeah, you pick your day. What? And you pick your day. Yeah. So this one is a little narrow to tag. Although I think I could probably tag in that. Pretty narrow. It's only like 16 15 feet wide. Yeah. And then so you get the right wind, but yeah, if you had a but if you have oars you can just row out. It's not that far. It's only like it's less than a mile, so yeah. once you're out, you're out. How big of a boat do you think you can row? Well, I could row you, this you one. you think you could row this boat? I towed it with that with long. Nice. <laughs> Were you standing at the time? <laughs> no.
2: Wait what? what did you say? What What was your question?
1: So, uh, how, how big of a boat? Oh, yeah. But it could be a lot bigger than this, this one's fouled. Yeah. It didn't have the right oars set up. So, yeah, you can row boats that are like 50 50 feet long. Really? I worked on that. It's he was. Ancient times. He was
2: rowing it. this boat and, like, towing it with the dinghy which is not even a proper rowboat, as we all know <laughs> I this.
3: I to um,
2: <laughs> And, like, I'm helming, and it's obviously, like, the Sketchy Channel in Queens, was Queens-, Queens Creek. That this just Queens Creek, yeah. Yeah, and these guys launched two kayaks from their house to come help us, because they thought we were in distress.
3: Did they, did they assist you?
2: Did, well, you, did you saddle him up? It I was asked him to, hard.
3: but
1: they didn't know it was like, I would have
2: had to leave the helm to... <laughs> yeah, I would have had to leave the helm to tie... To uh, tie up. Tie up, or he and, would have had I to I stop. And I couldn't stop
1: rowing because we would have blown off the channel. Yeah, could had to keep rowing. It was important. <laughs> um, Maybe if we dropped the anchor... Like Which we, we, we did, eventually.
2: Need. He was like, Joe, you could just drop it over there. I wanted to get out of the channel to drop it. Yeah, And then they left. So by the time we, like... They could help them. They
1: could help us. That's yeah, pretty. It's pretty narrow for sure. I wouldn't. I wouldn't that
2: was the sketchy as as We didn't
1: really know No offense, oh, We're I'll not coming
2: back to visit. No.
1: I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I go with
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. So where did you guys get? Are you still in Rodriguez?
0: We're just, we're just kind of chatting.
2: All right, we we're, not, we're,
0: not, we're not doing a blow-by-blow. Yeah, any, uh, any, uh, you any got to get the full round of
2: world. What?
0: A, all right, so from Rodriguez to South Africa or Madagascar? Mauritius. Mauritius. South
1: Africa. maybe okay. Namibia. Oh, cool. my yeah, the Atlantic, South yeah. Island, yeah. and then up through the Caribbean. And then that's back where I went to from the Virgin Islands when I had the autopilot. Right, so. right. Um... Any uh, any anecdotes kinda of stand out from that? Any of those passages? I don't know. It's just yeah, it's just like a long way, I guess, is what you think about. Yeah. You're flushing down a toilet for like four thousand miles <laughs> what it feels like sometimes. I don't know, it's pretty nice out there, but it's also a little bit outside of your normal environment. It's just very hostile if you were to ever be separated from your boat yeah even then it's pretty hostile because you're like on the equator and really it's really hot or humid or whatever yeah or you have like torrential rain or you have like big thunder lightning striking all around usually it would strike something else but if you're the only thing out there it's a little bit yeah i'm yeah, uh, yeah um do you find the uh you find the ocean intimidating? Not really, it's more, it's more indifferent,
2: I guess. Well you just gotta tell, t- just how we made
1: landfall, That's where the circumnavigation mountain. Wait, so, wait, so that was the Virgin Islands, so you finished up in the Virgin Islands? I guess I didn't really circumnavigate, because I didn't go back to San Francisco, so I didn't really...
0: It could be a seven-eighths,
1: seven, sure, thing like that. Uh, it's like three quarters, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Lots, a lot, there's a lot of sailing for sure. Yeah. Um, so I, does, I mean, does the thought of like finishing the circumnavigation have any appeal? Not really. Um, cause yeah. I guess you'd have Over to go through. overblown. Yeah. So what's, I guess, yeah, so what's next? I mean, that's, I guess that's a good guess. Yeah, the, the future is unwritten, so we okay. don't know. See what happens. Cool. Yeah. Um, what about the, uh, what's the, the immediate future? You guys are working on the boat. Are you trying to get anywhere by winter? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't Never wanna warm. say I don't really want to say
0: any chip as we say winter. Yeah. It's you can it's it's you know it's not bad. Actually like October and November are perfect.
1: Yeah, but December is you can December, sail. but in the in
0: December. Which uh, which year was that? That's I think we the talked year about before last Yes, that was the year I fucking froze like crazy. It was cold. <laughs> yeah, you
1: froze me in. Yeah, and I was was yeah. I was it was snowing on my boat in Oxford, Maryland. Yeah. And then like from there it was just it was cold. The spray was freezing on the boat before yeah. it could drain off the side. Yeah. So it was like ice was accumulating on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that. No. No. So you had had somewhere warmer. Yeah, it was pretty cold. <laughs> cool. Well, uh yeah man, I appreciate you uh appreciate you doing this.
0: it, folks. Sean DePonye. Thanks to Sean for sharing his time and some of his thoughts and experiences. Uh, I found it very interesting speaking with Sean. Uh, I only met him br- this, this one time briefly, but, uh, but I found him to be very thoughtful uh, and also very understated. So if, if you weren't listening closely in the episode, you might have missed some, uh, some interesting details. You know, he talked about that low pressure system he hit in the South Pacific and having waves crash over the boom with such force that the whole boat was flexing and cracking the interior cabinetry, uh, which sounds terrifying. Uh, and then at the end there, he says he he, uh, he, he said he could, he thinks that he could tack into Jackson Creek, uh, which is where we were anchored at the time. And, uh, you could tell he was, you know, kind of analyzing the layout of the channel and his capabilities and the, the capabilities of the boat. Uh, and I have no doubt that he could do it. Um, but the entrance to Jackson Creek is pretty narrow folks. Let me tell you. So at any rate, uh, Sean is definitely an interesting guy, a hell of a sailor, and is evidence that you might not need as much as you think you need to go to sea. Look him up on piepilot.org. And that's it for this episode. If you're listening in real time, uh, as it's released here in October, uh, and you're headed to the boat show in Annapolis, drop me a line. Uh, or I should say, drop me a line if you want to say hi at the boat show in Annapolis. <laughs> I'm going to be going to the talk that Andy Shell of the On the Wind podcast is doing, uh, that Sunday. And then that afternoon, we'll, my wife, Ryan, and I will probably uh, be walking around the show a bit. So uh, give me a holler if you're going to be around. Until next time. That's it for this episode of The Bonnie Boat. Thanks for listening. I know time is my most scarce resource these days, So I appreciate you, uh, choosing to spend your time listening here. One of the reasons I decided to throw my hat into the podcast ring is to get in touch with other like-minded sailing maniacs. To that end, if you have any comments or suggestions, you can email me at thebonnyboat at gmail.com. You can find us online at thebonnyboat.wordpress.com, And remember... To be a sailor, you don't need a YouTube channel with 100,000 video subscribers. You don't need an Instagram account with pictures of beautiful people in their bathing suits. You certainly don't need a podcast. You don't even need a boat. You just need to go sailing. Until next time, this is Firefly standing by on channel 1-6.